0: Well, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. I just believe we can do just a little bit better than that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight and sense his presence. Amen. I, I've i been in church a lot of times and, and left, and I never want to go to church without drawing something. Uh, but there are times, you know, that you... Uh, We're about like the prophet Ezekiel, Lord, can these bones live? (laughs) You know, but I'm thankful uh, that this is one thing that we have found here uh, at this particular place is that people love to worship. And I think it's key. I think it's key. If you can't get used to it here, you're going to be very uncomfortable over there. Hallelujah. You believe that? Say amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor already told you, my name's Larry Willoughby, born and raised in Lorraine. Amen. Graduated from Southview High School, 1974. Anybody else from Southview? Wave at me. Let me see. There you go. Hey, we got some. And uh, graduated from there. Uh, Not long afterwards, we went to Bible College from there. Amen. We went down south and um, married a girl down there, was married to her for 45 years. Um, Back in 2020, when COVID first hit, uh, we both got COVID. Um, I ended up in Providence Hospital. Ten minutes after I got there, I died. And uh, they brought me back. I was on the vent for 54 days. I was in the hospital for 97 days. And when I did come around... Amen. My ability to be able to even set up, let alone stand or walk, was gone. And uh, uh, while that was going on, uh, my wife was in the room beside me see ICU. We lost her. She was in the ground a couple weeks before I knew anything about it. And so after 46 years of ministry, I said, Lord, what did I do wrong? I've never told you no. You never asked me to do anything that I rejected that. I do not understand. I can't figure this out. It got pretty low. I'm not going to story to you. But I never will forget on a Wednesday night, nobody could get to me. COVID is raging. My kids couldn't get to me. They stood outside the window and looked inside. My grands would stand on their tippy toes to try to see Paul Paul. I'd watch my daughter-in-laws as tears would roll down their cheeks. And I'd watch my family as they'd walk away from the window. And my boys held it together until they started to walk away, and I could see their shoulders are heaving up and down. And I'm going to tell you something. amen. The last three years of my life have have been challenged. That's, that's to say the least, and I um, uh, had to learn, like I said, how to walk all over again and And uh, go through that process and, and, uh, but the Lord, the Lord, only but God can I hear an amen. These people all across the country, amen. We have evangelized most of our 47 years of ministry, amen, all across the country. And John Mark, my youngest boy. Would get on Facebook Live to give updates. He said, "Dad, there was no way that I could just stay up with one-on-one. Everybody's wanting to know, and so he would give updates uh, on Facebook Live. And that sweet lady right over there, Amen, Becky uh, Willoughby. Now, Amen. She saw one of them, and she she knew that we had grew up together in the same youth group while we were here as teenagers." And she reached out to me, and I'm just going to put it to you this way. The rest of it's history. Amen. God saw fit uh, to bring us together. We got married in September. Amen. And then, I ought not to tell you this, three weeks later, had quadruple bypass. Had a heart attack. Amen. I was preaching revival down in Loosedale, Mississippi. Felt good all night. I mean, felt the Lord. Felt clarity of thought. Everything was going fine. Amen. Gave the altar call. Amen. Folks responded. I was praying up around the altar and I got it right in the small of my back. And I ended up USA hospital and ended right back up in Providence hospital. and Went through that bypass and made a promise. I did. I made a promise to my boy. I made a promise to her. We had preached 30 revivals continuously up to that point. And I said, I'll quit till the first of the year. Second week of November, I wish I'd have never made that promise. I was ready to go. Amen. But we're back at it this year, and we're thankful for what God is doing. I'm thankful for his blessings. I want to tell you this. This has been on my mind for the last couple of services. I was preaching revival at one place and really wasn't seeing what we had desired to see. And on the way to church that night, revival service, I said, Lord, I need you to show up. We can't do this unless you show up. I've got to have you. i I, I can't preach unless you're there. I, I, I understand I can't even walk. Is that old song years ago, without you holding my hand i I just can't make it. you got to got to show up. and I got to thinking about that. What does it take for the Lord to show up? I got I got to reading in the scripture. I know at the beginning portion of the Bible that there's one thing that God has always desired to have of mankind, and that is unbroken fellowship. He always wanted fellowship. That's why he created Adam and Eve and put them in the garden, that he could come down in the cool of the day and walk with them and talk with them and have fellowship with them. So I get it. I understand that one thing that caused him to show up is he wants to have fellowship with you and I. The second thing that I understood, that the Bible said that the Lord inhabits or dwells in the praises of his people. Where there is a people that not only want fellowship, but they will praise him and worship him, he'll show up. He'll show up. He promised as he would all through the scripture. We can see that where he done exactly that. But then I got to noticing something else, especially when I went to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Here we go. Here we go. Wherever there was a need, he showed up. Wherever there was a need, he showed up. He didn't go visit places just to be visiting places. He went with purpose. He had a reason in mind. He would cross a seas to get to those, amen, that was a demon possessed and oppressed by hell. Uh, he, he would go to great lengths to get to people where there was a need. If you're in the house tonight and you got a need, I'm going to tell you something. He's going to show up. All you have to do, he said, call and I will answer you. All you have to do is just call on him. I told a bunch of preachers we was preaching a fellowship meeting and I told a bunch of preachers that was sitting on the front row. I said you can have a whole row of preachers and somebody on that end of that row. Amen that may not be a preacher that but they got a need. He'll jump every one of those to get to that person that's on the end of that row. Whatever your need is, I don't care if you're low. I don't care if you're discouraged. I don't care. Hey amen. If you need healing tonight, if you need uplifting tonight, if you'll just call on him, can I hear an amen? If you'll just call on that's what he's waiting for. He's waiting for you and I. Oh, I know he can reach you right, right, right where you're at. One thing I like about this place, I know that he can walk these aisles and in and out of these chairs, but there's something about me coming to Him. There's something about me stepping out and coming forward and kneeling in His presence and say, Lord, I've got a need tonight. I need you to touch me tonight. I'm thankful to know that if I'll call on Him and I'll make a move, He's not going to leave me stranded. He's going to show up and He's going to meet that need. If you're like that woman with the issue of blood that has to get down on your hands and knees and crawl upon a dirty street to be able to reach up and touch the hem of his garment I'm here to tell you virtue will flow you'll be able to leave and say it was good to have been in the house of the Lord for the master met me if you believe that tonight would you give the Lord a good hand clap of praise oh I need him there's a lot of people that want God they just don't feel like they need God (laughs) come on now I said, there's a lot of people that want them. They just don't feel like they need them. I'm going to tell you now, I need them. Amen. Look over at your neighbor and say, I need them. Amen. Do you need them tonight? I believe you do. Amen. I believe you. I believe. I believe that you do. Amen. I've got just a few verses that I want to read, and I'm going to get right out of your way. I'm looking at the clock. Amen. That don't mean a whole lot. I'm just looking at the clock. Amen. You can read into that any way you want to. Amen. Go with me, John 17. John chapter number 17. Pastor has ministered to me. I preach the uh, appreciate the preaching of the word, and uh, it's been good. Um, most places I go, and I don't say this in, Greg way at all, uh, especially in the South. If I go, um, people know us. And so uh, we're called on a lot of times. And, but one thing I have enjoyed here, and he, he, he nailed it. It might be the second row. It might be the fifth row. Nobody knows me. Amen. I can just come in. Amen. Sit down. Soak up the preaching, soak up the worship, amen, and then leave and go on my way energized and charged, amen. we have trying to use a little bit more wisdom. We're not going quite as hard as what we used to, amen. Becky has kind of required that, my boys too, and so uh, we backed off just a little bit, amen, and preaching every other week or every other 10 days and and, uh, still going strong for this year. And um, I, I'm thankful for that. I, I, am, I am thankful for that. But it's, it's been good to come. Uh, the singing, man, 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 they get up here and just get lost. I like that. I like that. And that ministers to us and we're thankful for it. Verse 1, chapter 17, these words spake Jesus, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth, Notice these next five words. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Jump over a couple chapters. Chapter number 19, verse 28, 29, and 30. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. And there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge With vinegar, put it upon a high, put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. One more passage of scripture, Ephesians chapter number four. Verse 7, 8, and 9, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now, verse 9, now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first? Before he ascended, he descended first into the lower parts. Of the Earth, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above heavens that he might feel all things. Master, I love you, I thank you for your presence. Ah oh, thank you for for what we've already been made to feel here tonight. Lord, I know I know that you're here to touch hearts and to touch lives and to courage and to uplift and so help us to fasten our eyes upon you. Help us to know that you're the one, only you can make the difference in our life. So, Lord, we give you honor. We give you praise. Anoint these lips of clay. Lift us up above the capabilities of men, and we'll be sure to give you praise, glory, and honor, for we ask it in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said amen. Look over at your neighbor. Tell them to give you a smile or a $20 bill and make him pay up tonight. Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you glad you're saved tonight? Say amen. Most blessed words that you'll ever be able to say in this life. First of all, will not be the words that I'm rich. Some people think that's what it's all about, just having material things, but that may not be the case. That's not not what it's all about. It may not be the words, amen, that that I'm intelligent. I was talking to a pastor the other day whose boy is going to college, been going there now for 12 years. I said, what's he majoring in? He said he don't know. He don't know. He's just majoring and going to college, I guess. Amen. No, 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 no. The, the, the most, the most uh, blessed words are not the words that I mean. It's, it's not the words I'm good looking. Some of us will never be able to say that, amen. But the most blessed words that you'll ever be able to say in this life is the words I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm glad that my name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. I don't know if you've just sat down. I think sometimes after we've been saved for a long period of time, we just happen to take some things for granted. But when you're really sit down and you begin to contemplate what it means to be born again, not only in this life, but in the life to come, that's a pretty awesome thing. Salvation might be free, but it's not cheap. Can I hear an amen? There was a great price that was paid so that you and I can be saved. A great price was paid that my name might be written down in the Lamb's book of life. I'm thankful for the price that was paid. And when I begin to take a look at what all Jesus went through, the brothers said it tonight. Amen. Of all that took place on the cross that I might be able to have the joy and be able to have the peace. And I can go home and lay my head the, upon a pillow tonight and go to sleep and not have to worry about a thing that he could be because he's in control of my life. Is he in control of your life? When you stop to think of all the pain and suffering, I know that Hollywood has went through great uh, links in order to be able to depict the crucifixion and what you and they've done a, a pretty good job, but I don't even think they scratched the surface of really what took place when Jesus uh, that day that he hung upon the cross they took him, and the Bible said that they began to slap him and they begin to pull on his beard. Amen, they begin to pull his hair, amen they spit upon him. The Bible said that they began to to, to beat upon him, they flung him down on the ground amen, and they begin to kick and pulverize him, tied him to a whipping post and pulled out a cat of nine tails that consisted of a metal bar of about 18 inches in length with nine leather straps protruding out with pieces of pottery and stone and bone embedded in those straps and them Roman soldiers with skilled precision could bring it across their victims' back until that bone and stone, amen, and, and, and that would sink into the flesh and they could flip that wrist until it would actually tear chunks of hide away from that body. Josephus, a noted scholar and a historian of that day that left his antiquities behind said if you was to see that individual 24 hours earlier you would not recognize them to be the same individual. Many times they never left the whipping post. Never, Many times they never made it to a cross where they was crucified but they would bleed out right there at that whipping post because of the severe treatment that they went through and to know that there they flung them down and they took the spikes and they drove it into his hands and they drove it into his feet and they raised that cross up and they dropped it in a hole in the ground with a thud pulling on every joint, every fiber, every muscle in that body swollen twice its normal size, battered, beaten and bruised and there the master, amen, was lifted high and strung wide and there he was crucified before man and when you think about all that he went through and to know that there are those that just knelt down below that cross and took his garment that he wore and took the dice and they gambled for the very garment that Jesus wore and people just watched him as there he hung in that position. When you begin to think about what all he went through and all the pain and the agony that he went through Uh, No, 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 no. I don't take this lightly. I'm thankful that I'm safe. I realize the price that was paid. I realize how great a price was paid so that I could lift my hands and feel the joy. They did not crucify him. Amen. Because he was evil. They didn't crucify him because he was bad. He might have been hung up between two that was, but no, they crucified him because he done good. They didn't crucify him because he done bad. They crucified him because he done good. And he didn't come packaged the way that they thought that he ought to come packaged and he didn't come acting the way that they thought he ought to act and they wouldn't have nothing to do with him and there now he hung upon that cross. I was preaching a minister's fast up north of St. Louis in Jacksonville, Illinois. I was in my room one night, and I begin to read this, and some things begin to unfold. I've been saved a long time. I've been raised in church all my life. But I begin to see some things here that really begin to turn over in my soul. And I've got just a few moments to share it with you. But I thought after after he hung there that way. And the skies grow black, and the birds hush their singing, and everything grows ever so quiet. And he cries out, for that last time, it is finished. He's already prayed to the Father. He's already mentioned the fact that it's finished. I have finished the work that you sent me to do. I came here. I have fulfilled my purpose. I fulfilled everything that needs to be done. It is, it is finished. And now he hangs his head. I heard a preacher preach some years ago that there wasn't a devil or demon in hell. I don't know. Amen. I just know that he said that every one of them was gathered around the foot of the cross and they're just waiting for him to give up the ghost, that they might be able to take control. No, 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 no. you got to understand, amen, that when he cried out just before he said it's finished, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Ain't a devil going to touch him. Ain't a demon going to touch him. Can I hear an amen? Put himself right in the hand of the fi- no better place for you and I to be than to be right in the center of the master's hands, knowing that he's controlling our lives and leading us and guiding us in the way we need to go. If you're thankful for that, give him praise in the house. I don't know. It was at that point that while I'm in that room, hey Amen. I'm on the second floor, hey Amen. I I, I I don't know who is below me. I really don't. But I'm having a spell. You don't have to just wait till you're in church to shout. Can I hear an Amen? I'm telling you, I'm I'm just having myself a spell. I could I could see the blood as it been dripping to the ground, and finally comes that last drop of blood, and it hits earth's brow. Yeah. And the Bible said that something happened. He may have said then it is finished, (laughs) but honey, it just begun. Can I hear an amen? Brother, the Bible said that he descended before he ascended. Amen. He went down to take care of some business. Can I hear an amen? Amen. I said, he went down to take care of some business. I don't know, won't know, I get the glory. When I first come out of Bible college, pastor, I had the answer for everything. I did ask me because I'm out of college and I got the answer. Amen. That's changed a whole lot. Now I hear myself saying off oh, all the time. Won't know till I get to glory. Amen. Got a lot of questions. I believe some of will be answered, but I got a lot of questions. Amen. And I don't know that this is just, but I just believe he, he was just at a place. He was tired of seeing the sin and the iniquity and hell being on the rampage. Amen. Before he made it to heaven, he said, I'm going to go take care of some business. And the Bible said that he descended. And two things happened when he descended. He preached to the spirits that had done gone on. Amen. That was in paradise. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've heard a lot of great messages preached. Pastor has preached some messages. Amen. That I won't forget. Amen. I hold them to my heart and I'll share them with them sometime if he really wants to know what points came home to me. But the fact of the matter, can you imagine that message when the master preached to those that was in them? Oh my, you ain't never heard preaching like that. You ain't never heard a message like that. There they were, amen, men like Moses, amen, men like Elijah, amen, or Elisha, I should say. Elijah done been translated. Now he wasn't in that crowd. Amen, I'm here to tell you, they, there's a bunch, a bunch that has went on before, and he preached to them. And just about the time that you thought it was over, he stepped across that great divide, mm-hmm, set his foot down and started walking the hall ways of hell. I believe the demons and the imps of hell was screaming for everything that was worth. He tore that place up. I'm here to tell you, he upset everything that was there. The Bible said that he walked right up and took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Do you realize that the devil doesn't even have the keys to his own house? (laughs) Do you realize? Yeah, he just took those and said, you won't be needing these anymore. Amen. these are mine. Turned around and walked out. Upset everything that was in it way, walked right back and crossed that great divide again, came and stood in front of those and looked at those that he'd been preaching to and said do you believe that I am who has been prophesied about all these years and I don't believe there is one that would deny it and he said you're not staying here no more and that's when the Bible said he led captivity captive, marched them right out. Now I know what took place the first day but for years I wonder what might have happened on the second day that he was in that I believe that's when he was a leading them out, saying, come on, amen, we're leaving this place, and walked right into the throne room of an almighty God. I'm sorry, Willoughby's are preaching this right now, but I want you to know, I don't believe it was solemn. I don't believe it was quiet. I don't believe there were those, amen, that was afraid to make a noise. I believe them people behind him were shouting with everything that was worth. I believe angels are rejoicing. I believe heaven is just in total glee and happiness. Hallelujah. You talk about a time. They're having a time. Do you believe it tonight? Say amen. But Something caught my attention that night because I'm, I'm laying there and I'm, I, and I'm picturing this in my mind. My soul is just on fire. I, I'm feeling good in my heart. But as I looked at this, something caught my eye because I, I could see where, where the Father may be sitting on the throne. Amen. And I and I see a throne right beside him. And that's the throne where where Jesus is supposed to occupy. And now he stands in front of the Father. Why don't he take his throne? Why not get on your throne? Amen. You've already said, you already said it's finished. You've already said I've done everything that you sent me to do. Why not get on the throne? Uh, Why did Jesus come back? Why do we have Easter? Why do we celebrate Easter? He didn't have to. He could have crawled right up there on his throne and took care of the affairs of men in this universe just by speaking things into existence and making things happen. But no. I mean, it's on that third day. I believe he looked at that crowd said, y'all have yourself a time. I got some business to take care of. I got an appointment to keep. Hey man, he came back to this world and he came out of a tomb. He didn't have to do that. He could if it's finished, if it's already been accomplished, everything that he's been set to do, he ought to be able to do everything from his throne. But the Bible makes it clear that he came back. The Bible makes it clear that the stone was rolled away and just... Jesus came walking out of that tomb. I'm here to tell you, I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm serving a resurrected Savior. I'm not serving one that's dead. I'm not serving one that I have to give a memorial to. I'm glad that he's alive and well. Hallelujah. I'm glad that he's in control. If you're thankful for that, say amen. Why'd he come back? I think a lot needs to be said as to what he did when he came back. Who he appeared to. <laughs> when he came back. First of all, he didn't, he didn't, uh, let me tell you about Willoughby. I'm, I'm about like pastor. One thing I like about pastor, pastor's just down. I mean, he's just down to earth. He'll let you know if he's having a good day or having a bad day. Amen. He'll, he'll, he'll just level with you. Amen. I like that. Amen. I, I, I'm much that same way, but if it had been Willoughby, I'm telling you now, I'd, I'd have headed right away. Amen. I'd, 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 I'd went to Herod I would have walked right into his palace. I'd have walked right into his throne room. I'd have went to Pilate. And I said, I told you. I told you three days and I'm coming out of there. And you didn't want to believe that, you old fox. But look at me now. Amen. I taught, That's what Willoughby would have wanted to do. I'd have wanted to prove to everybody that everything that I've told them. Amen. Is, no, no, no. He, he didn't go to Harry Potter. He didn't run to the soldiers. He didn't run to the one that was gambling for his robes. And say, what do you think about these duds? Hey man, aren't these look at these ropes you gambled for that piece of rope down there what do you think about these he, di- he didn't do that he, didn't, he did not go to, to I don't even read where he entered into the temple I don't even read where he went to the priest I don't even read where he made himself real to anybody else no the very first person that I see that he made himself real to was Mary oh man oh man after Mary's come, and, and, and there she's ready to, 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 to minister to him, she didn't come. She didn't come to the sepulcher looking for anything from him. She came to minister to him. She came to reach out to him. And when she got there, he men worried about how we going to roll the stone away. Been, and, and when she got there, the stone is rolled away. And when she looked inside, Jesus wasn't there. And she began to weep, and she began to cry. And the thing that makes her sad is the thing that makes me glad. I'm glad he wasn't there. I'm glad he was out of that too. I'm glad he was standing on the outside. Amen. And she's a-weeping, and her eyes are full of tears, and she's, she's heavy laden, and, and her uh, soul is heavy. And all of a sudden, somebody... Somebody calls her name, Mary. I'm gonna tell you something, hey, Amen. My mom and daddy's not buried too far away from here. Oh, what would I give to hear Mama call Larry, huh? Yeah, I'll never forget that. I'm telling you now. If if I was to hear that voice and her call me, I wouldn't have any trouble putting it in place. I I know that voice. I I. What What do you think it was like when Jesus? called Mary there's nobody that can call your name like he there's nobody that can reach out to you and touch you like he can and she said where have you laid him and and he called her name again and when she understood who it was why why'd he come back Mary Mary I know you saw me when they beat me I know you saw the condition of this old body when they took me off the cross, I know you saw how my insides are near are about hanging out and my back has been beaten wide open and the scars that's on my head from the crown of thorns and in my hands. I know you saw how and I know you saw me and you thought you thought when they took me down, I was dead. But Mary, I came back <laughs> about to have a spell. I ain't going to get done. I came back just to let you know hell did not win. Hell... Hell did not win. I come here tonight to let somebody know hell is beating you up bad and barking in your ear and telling you it's over and you're finished and you're through and you're done and you come through a lot of things and you've got a great history and you've seen miracles and you but you're not coming out. I come tonight to let you know hell is not going to win. Amen. He came back to let me know I do not have to give in to any devil of hell. I don't have to back up to anything that's going on. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in that world and I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ my Lord. Why should I lay down? And why should I quit now? And why should I give up now? I think I just got it in my mind. I'm going to go on. Hallelujah. I know. Look at me now. You've seen me as low as what I'll ever be. You've seen me as down as what I'll ever be. Get a good Look at me now, honey, cuz I'm a coming out of this. Hallelujah. And when I come out, I'm going to let the world know that he's the great redeemer that knows just what to do to bring victory into my heart and in my life. Would you give him praise in the house tonight? About to have a spell. I got to quit. <laughs> got to quit. <laughs> oh my to know that he came back for you and for me. Amen. Go back and tell my disciples and Peter what you've seen, Amen. I just got a feeling, brother. Ron, she left there different than the way she came. I gotta believe she's a picking them up and a putting them down. Can I hear it, Amen? I believe she's a making tracks, Amen, to get to where the rest of the disciples. And while she was a doing that, Jesus took a little trip himself, Amen. And the Bible said that there was two that was a walking on an Emmaus road and their hearts were heavy within them. I don't know. Again, I won't know till I get to glory. I don't know if he got right in the middle of them right away or if he kind of lagged back behind just to listen to their conversation. But they, he's talking about how bad things were. Hey, amen. Did you know this? Did you know? Did you understand what that Roman government is doing? Do you understand now? We don't have nothing to look forward to. Our world has been jerked out from underneath us. And what are we going to do? And how are we going to approach this? And they're talking. And all of a sudden, Jesus kind of sided right up alongside of them. Hey, amen. He said, what y'all talking about? He said, you must be a stranger from around here. You don't have a clue as to what's going on. You don't know. Hey, hey, there was a one that we followed, amen, for three and a half years. Years. Amen. And he told us, Amen, that we was going to be part of that church that was a coming on. And, and 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 we and they crucified him and they buried him and he died. And our hope is gone. And everything's gone. And they just kept on a walking and they kept on a talking. I've oftentimes said they had a bad case, a holy heartburn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because their testimony later was, didn't our hearts burn within us? That's something no aids going to take care of, friend. That's just, it. Ain't going to have he went in, and he made him to believe he's going to go on. And he sat down amongst them, and he and he took the bread, and he and he broke the bread, and he began to pray. I don't know. I just got in my mind that one that one disciple sat there and opened up one eye and thought, man, last time I heard somebody pray like that, four thousand people got fed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the other one said, man, last time I, I heard somebody pray like that. Hey, he's a dead man in a tomb that came out walking out of that tomb. Hey, Amen. And when their eyes was open, he was gone. He came back to let those that was discouraged and troubled by the day we are living in a time, I've never seen it to the point, that I'm seeing it now, that so many people sitting in our church world is discouraged and depressed because of what's happening in Washington and what's going on around Amen. our government and everybody's down and everybody's out in the economy and the inflation. Do you know what cost of eggs are right now? Amen. man, we're worried about our fried egg. Let me tell you something. He came back to let you know you don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to be depressed. You do not have to be in the mulligree. You do not have to admit to anything that hell throws your way. I'm going to tell you, I'm telling somebody tonight, it's time to stand up. You took it long enough. He's backed you in a corner long enough and beat you up long enough. It's time you stand to your feet and say, I know that my Redeemer is alive and well and sets on the right hand of the Father. He's going to make me the head and not the tail. I will rise. Above it all, I will not give in to any devil of like hell. My mind's made up. I'm going to give him a hand clap of praise. Hey! Hallelujah. I think when you look the word up, victory in the dictionary, your picture needs to be underneath it. Can I hear an amen? You need to understand, amen. You don't have to come here on Sunday morning, amen, and pray through or even on a Wednesday night and pray through and leave here with victory and that devil be looking at you eyeball to eyeball the next morning. I know you ain't gonna feel like shouting, but I will tell you this. I know in whom I have believed. I put my hand in the big hand of God. He said he'd walk with me me and he would talk with me. He would be my victory. Can I hear an amen? I think I'm going to lay a hold of that claim tonight and believe what he is saying. Oh yes, God is alive and well. Can I hear a good amen? amen. I'll quit with this. i quit with this. Oh, man. So, so those two disciples they got up And they went running to where the rest of the disciples was at, huh? And and they're tucked away and they're hiding, not because of the Romans. They weren't afraid of the Romans. How many times did I think it was because of the Roman soldiers and they's afraid what they did to Jesus. They didn't want them to do that to them. And they said, no, 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 no. It wasn't for fear of the Romans. It was the Bible said it was because of fear of the Jews. It was their own kind. It was their own people. Mm, that'll preach, I better leave that alone, can I hear an amen, I I better not go there, hallelujah, and they're tucked away, amen, and they're trying to be quiet, when all of a sudden they hear this ruckus, noise coming up the steps, hollering going on, these two disciples that have sat at the table with Jesus comes busting in the room, they're trying to be quiet in there, and they said, hey, he's alive, He's not no tomb. He's alive. He just walked with us. He just talked with us. He came into my house and sat at my table and broke bread and prayed. I'm telling you now, Jesus is alive. He is not dead. Dead. I'm here to tell these guys are coming unglued at the seams. They're rejoicing and they're happy about what has happened and what has taken place. And I don't know about you, but if I walked into a room and have an eyewitness account of what I just saw, amen, I'm not just gonna sit there. Hello? The disciples just sat there. Read it. All of a sudden, there he is. Didn't even use a door. Come walking right into that room. through them walls. Come walk and stood right in front of them. Now, I'll tell you something about Willoughby. I'm a pretty passionate fella. Amen. If, I, if my future has been shot down and I don't have nothing now to live for because they buried the one that I thought was going to. And all of a sudden, he comes through a wall and stands in that room. Yeah, I'm coming unglued. This old boy's going to be shouting, tables will be turned over. Chairs will be turned over. I'll be bouncing off the wall. Can I hear an amen? My, My hope is back. My joy is back. My peace is back. I've got something to be happy about. There he is standing. And the Bible said they just sat there. Come on. And then he said these words to him. Peace be unto you. Man, here I go again. Round two. (laughs) I mean, that's that's what I needed to hear. I'm telling you, I'm shouting and I'm rejoicing and I'm having myself a time. And they just they didn't do nothing. Yeah. 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 And then the Bible says this. And then he, he showed them his wounds. And they were glad. None of this other stuff. See, but when they saw the one that had been crucified and that was wounded and the spear stuck in the side, when they saw him standing there and he showed them, I just got to say this and passing it Holy Ghost just dropped it in my heart. Don't be afraid to display your wounds. Don't be afraid to display your scars. Scars just mean you got healed. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Scars made you, you made it. You made it. Yeah, I I got a t-shirt. It's lime yellow. I don't wear it that much. I need to wear it more. But on the back of it, all I have on it is I am a survivor. Stand at Walmart, that Pentecostal shopper store. Sam would have went under a long time ago if it hadn't been for us Pentecostals. Stand there and, sir, what did you survive? I am so glad you asked that question. Amen. (laughs) Let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. Amen. No, 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 no. Survivor. You survived. Why did he come back? He came back to let them know that there's no wound that you'll ever sustain. There's no hurt that you'll ever go through that he's not able to take care of. And he showed them, if I can be healed, you can be healed. And that thing, and I'll I'll close with this and give it back to pastor. That thing that has bogged you down. That thing that every time you got to the place where you started to go to the next level, and the enemy brought it up in front of you and started to pull you down. I was just about there but the hurt the pain oh I'm not preaching for no book I know what I'm talking about how how do you get over it how do you get over the hurt I mean you suffered great loss you went through so much in three years time How, 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 how do you get past that I went into one place of business and had a put it on my truck the bed I walked up to, it was in Cleveland, Tennessee I walked up and I pulled my billfold out and I pulled my, my debit card which has Ohio State all over it threw it down there Ohio State what are you doing in Tennessee I said oh my boy lives right over here and uh, I'm staying with him I said, man, you're a long way from home. We got to talking about Jonathan and what he does, and one thing led to another. And finally, he came up with a deduction. He said, you're probably one of them crazy preachers being in Cleveland, Tennessee, aren't you? Guilty. Yeah, I'm probably one of those. Me and my daddy, we used to be big in church. My daddy done everything in church. Everything. I was there to help him daddy died last year to COVID I haven't been back to church since I thought my if, if God if God why, why would he take my daddy when my daddy was so instrumental in the church why, why, why would he do that he said because I I just said what's the use and he said me and my family we ain't been back and I listened to his story and the whole time he's telling me his story lights are going off and bells are ringing in my head done I said all right I listened to you as you told your story I want you to listen to mine I have crisscrossed this country faithfully preaching the gospel I can truthfully say and I'm thankful to be able to say it if you want to say will it be you're bragging I'm bragging only on Jesus I've never told the Lord no if he said go to Africa I was in Kenya he said, go out west to the Indian reservations and preach. I went out west to Indian reservations. What it, revivals, it didn't make any difference. I never turned anybody down according to the size of their congregation or anything. If the door opened, I said, Lord, I'm going. And I went. I said, all that's happened in my life due to COVID. Yeah. Didn't even know I was in this world for 54 days took me off the vent and it was another week before I woke up they was concerned of stroke they said he's either had a brain bleed or a stroke something has happened well brain damage something well we've ruled out the stroke we're still out kind of on the brain damage part or we're still working on that I stood there I told him and I said sir I want you to know something I can't answer a lot of questions I can't but sir I refuse to go to hell over a mystery and just because I can't figure out what God is doing in my life doesn't mean that I turn around and I walk out on him I don't know if I was half an order or half mad. I figured that out yet. You know? Spun around on my heels, stomped out of the store, across this showroom floor. Halfway across, I heard a choked voice say, Preacher. <laughs> and I turned around and he's wiping tears from his eyes. He said, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for buying my truck cover, but I want to thank you what you just told me. And me and mom and the kids will be sitting in a pew in my home church this coming Sunday. You'll never be able to figure everything out. But he came back. Didn't have to. Just to let you know. Yeah. Hell's not going to win. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. You don't have to be discouraged or depressed any wound or hurt that you've ever sustained in your relationships are in your life. How do I do it, preach? How do I do it? Pastor, you can come. Hand you this mic, but while you're coming, I'm going to tell him this. How do I get over it? When you can get to the point that you can be thankful for what you got now, You can let go of what happened yesterday. And he came back just so that he could make that possible. Would you stand tonight?
1: Amen. Oh, can you give? Oh, it would be a great big hand tonight. Come on with me tonight. Just lift your hands through the air. Just, Father, I just thank you for victory over every believer in this house tonight. You came back to reassure us that we are winners and not losers, that we are the head and not the tail. God, that we are victorious. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Thank you tonight, God. Thank you for visiting us tonight, reminding us, reminding us, Lord. If you're here tonight, watching online. Christians are praying in the room. If you're here tonight, you're watching online, you've never given your life to Christ. Pray this prayer with me. Christians are praying. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I repent. I ask you to come into my heart and make all things new. Make all things new for me. Make me brand new. I give my life to you now. I surrender it. I receive your righteousness. And I commit to live in a relationship with you for the rest of my days. When I fail, I'll get back up and I'll run right back to you. I love you, Jesus. If you need prayer tonight, altar ministers, elders, if you can come forward. If you need prayer tonight for anything in your life, we want to pray for you before you leave. We always want to give you that opportunity. If you gave your life to Christ tonight, you're watching online, you're here in this room, we want to pray with you before you leave. Thank you for being a part of our midweek service. We love you. God bless you. Live right. Love everybody. Pray hard. Thank you for being a part.